For over 28 years, Aflac has been a champion, donating over $168 million to fight pediatric cancer and blood disorders, including sickle cell disease. This December, Aflac proudly joins 97.1 Wash FM and Children's National Hospital for the annual Wash for Kids Radiothon. Mark your calendars for December 14th and 15th for a heartwarming 14-hour live broadcast where you can join Aflac in their efforts to support the miracle work happening at Children's National. Save the date, tune in, and be a part of something extraordinary with Aflac. Hi, my name's Alex Trowers. I'm a game designer at BlackRock Studios, and I listen to The Geek Show. Welcome to the Geek Show on 104.5 CVFM with myself, Phil, Becca, Rob, and these guys. Welcome to the Muzak special. Yes. Well, hey. hey. Hello. Hi. Yes, it's Hi. Muzak. Muzak. Muzak, as in elevator music. And creaky chair in the background. Yes. <laughs> that's a that's a very creaky chair. What have you been eating? <laughs> no. Yes. Uh, we have guests in the studio this week. Israel's joined us Hello. for a change. Get closer to the mic. Hey there. Well, <laughs> is that close enough? No. no. <laughs> you can step inside you it. Can, you can <laughs> you sit inside the microphone, then we might hear you. Yes. yes. It, it would help if you actually put the, the fader up, Rob, which is useful. Yeah, that's true. Thanks, Rob. <laughs> I just wanted you to sound far away, that's all. Um, <laughs> yes, uh, and we're joined by... Uh, Simon. Hi. Simon? Hi, Simon. Mikey. Mikey. Yeah, all right. How are you guys doing? Not right. bad, thanks. Yes, we'll be talking to them in a bit. Uh, but first, what's everyone else been up to? Becca's not had the eight ball this week, so no. She's got it. This she's got it now, but she's not had it for the rest of the week, so she's been bored. <laughs> yeah, I just sat at home. Just what do I do? I, I haven't got the magic eight ball. I, I, I don't know what to do with my time anymore. Where is my life guidance? Uh, no, actually, um, what I did really for most of the week was sit around going. Um, waiting for a, an order I placed to ship and right. doing work. <laughs> Interesting. Really? Yes. Yeah, was, really. It, was it that important, this yes, thing? Yes, it was. It was so important. It actually was. I actually got a Twitter account just 
to uh, watch the pre-orders for this said item go live. That is that is pretty geeky. Well, luckily you're on the Geek Show, so yes. it's all good. Um, okay, so we'll be following the usual strategy, uh, which is hash, uh, which is news, movies, mu- music, games, television, Western animation, manga, anime, and then announcements. We may even have a roundtable if we can shout at each other lots. Uh, but yeah, so hit us up on hashtag the Geek Show or thegeekshow.co.uk in the chat box on the right. We are listening. We are watching. We are the all-seeing eye. Yes. 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 Joe's looking at me like terrified, <laughs> like, what on earth is he on? I would like Phil to cue our news theme. Are we doing the news theme? News theme! Oh, yeah, news theme. I'm not singing this time. Another much. Oh. oh, yes, cheesy as anything, but anyway. So, uh, first up on uh, the news today, the EU signs up to ACTA. ACTA is the big, scarier, secreter. Big Brother version yeah. of, yeah, um, yeah Sopper um, and not my, not my cousin, as some people have said. Actor. <laughs> 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 but yeah, because yes. um, there's been a lot of posting um, about this going on before the show, and my brain kind of attempted to turn itself inside out and escape through my ears reading it. Um, yeah. But in short, it is uh, pretty bad because they've yeah. they've generalised piracy yes. to a very a very vague form. It, they have the Yeah, they, they haven't just... They've attempted to merge sort of um, the the act of piracy um, of distributing it on mm. like, digital media online yeah. for, without copyright um, and um, merchandise yeah. fraud as, like, as the same thing. Yes. They've attempted to squish that together. Suddenly, intellectual property, no matter what it is, who it is, yeah. wherever it is, including stuff which couldn't possibly be named as intellectual property, you can get prosecuted and jailed for. The annoying thing is the doctor that killed Michael Jackson got five years. If you get caught downloading a movie for your mother who wants to show her friends it, you'll get six years. Really? And Yeah. And wow. if So if you kill Michael Jackson, it's worse to pirate a movie. Wow. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Life, life lessons, kids. Life lessons. There's been a few cases of that, though. Like, yeah. There's been a few where like people have done probably yeah. bad things. Probably bad things. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure if I should describe them, but they involve murder and like they've had like led. Yes. The, the guy who owns uh, Megaupload that got took down recently got like twice as many years. Kim.com. Yeah. The guy guy who got. Uh, that he got like twice there, there, there was there was the so it's a bit ridiculous. yeah I, I believe the, the the actual case was there was a guy who was a, a serial rapist and yeah. uh, he, you know apologies uh, but I didn't know if I should he say that. well <laughs> I did yeah we we got the, we got the uh, the Ofcom uh, guidelines thrown at us the other day big thick tome just <laughs> bounce off the wall and the odd thing is that they don't give you a list in this guideline of what you can't say that's the best thing I, you just want you just want a list of all the rude words wouldn't that be awesome that'd yeah, be so I, good I could probably do one of them yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. this is true yep well, um, okay, so uh, that, that's Actor. Yeah. Uh, the best part of Actor is, just while we're on there, which I think we're going to be putting a link up on our site for, I would really love to, is because it's through the European Union, because it's through the government, there is an actual government petition for it. There is yes. an e-petition. It's not one of these, I know a petition on the internet. It isn't. It is the government page. It's .gov.uk. 
There's yes. also um, attached to this, Ireland is doing something terrible. Yeah, this uh, is shocking. Yeah, it is absolutely shocking, Rob. If, um, is this yeah. Ireland or Iceland? Ireland. Ireland. Okay. Ireland are. They've decided to implement their own version of SOPA, right? Which is the Stop Online Piracy Act. The thing is, this is going through without any sort of democratic vote. It's going. It's being right. put. It's being implemented uh, as a ministerial order because it's going as part of their statutory stuff. And because it's going down as that, they don't need to ask anyone ask for anyone's opinion. They don't need to yeah. ask. Uh, they don't need to put it to a vote. They can just sign it straight into law. And it's yeah. going to censor Irish internet, essentially. Um, any site which they believe is hosting copy, uh, copyrighted material um, and pirating it illegally, yes. they can just get Irish ISPs to block it. Yep. It sounds really daft, but um, it's the exact same thing we've all been going nuts at China for doing. Yeah. yeah. And then we do it. Um, just really kind of quickly, I know we have to move on to the second one of our news, but um, as musicians and as promoters yourself, what, what do you kind of see about this? Do you think this is too far, or do you think this is justifiably protecting your rights as uh, intellectual property creators? I think when it comes down to it, artists don't make enough as it is, especially when they're just starting out. Um, mainly is NTC promotions. We mainly work with um, local or unsigned acts, but we try to give them as much of a push as possible with putting bigger names yeah. from around the world or country. Yeah. Um, so just from working within that, you get to see how little bands and artists themselves actually make. Um, well, uh, one of the things we I've seen is... Um, what's his face? Uh, famous rapper, like laid on a bed of money and it's like copywriting music hurts artists Puff you know and it, well, no it, Tupac no someone a, a bit rubbish rubbisher Notorious B.I.G uh, no hang on he's dead oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's drowned, it, drowned in money or a cheeseburgers I'm not quite sure right number two scientists create star matter on earth yes this now, is pretty cool Harry sent me this one originally saying yes this laser is a billion times more powerful than uh, than normal I'm like, okay, cool, yes. But then I actually read the article and thought, yeah. hang on, I don't care about about really powerful laser. They've created star matter on Earth. Well, yeah, the, the thing is, what they did is they created a laser. Uh, they went, well, we've got a laser, we can do this. Oh, actually, that is the temperature of a supernova in a split second. That's pretty bad. Uh, and then to get their gr- their next grant, they had to come up with a use for it. So well, basically, they came up with the kit, and then yeah. Well, um, creating star matter is—it's um, been being looked into for a while, because yeah. obviously they're looking into it as an almost infinite source of energy. Yeah. Just a, a really long-lasting source of energy. Yeah. Because um, obviously, if, if you could create like essentially a mini sun on Earth, mm. well, imagine what you could do. That sounds with terrifying. I, I, I've seen the second Spider-Man movie. It's not a good idea. <laughs> Is this that why Middlesbrough's getting a bit warmer lately? <laughs> yeah. I, I, that would be nice. Well, am, am I supposed to be Dr. Octopus in my garden <laughs> shed? <laughs> well, actually, if anyone's, seen my, if anyone's seen my garden shed, it's the worst garden shed you've ever seen. The only one that's, that could probably be worse is one that's actually fallen apart. They, well, they, there's, there's a guy, there's a guy uh, I actually know uh, who's been distilling hard water. Uh, from uh, yeah, he's been distilling hard water for use in his engine, in his car, because adding hydrogen 
in his engine makes the car get an extra 20% mile per gallon just by putting hard water in his engine, which is terrifying. Yeah, yeah. but he's going to have massive limescale build-up, isn't he? He's going to have a three eyes and yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, moving on anyway. news number three medical sensor changes up charges up charges up with charges up with rap music okay that's yes. cool um, Dr. Dre <laughs> sorry got there I knew there was one in there there may be some other Dr. Green Thumb no that was a song I know it's a song but <laughs> Dr. Run DMC Dr. Three. yeah why, why run? Public Enemy. Why, oh, right, okay. Rap music. Well, you know, I know that, but I meant like Dr. Puns. You're on the radio, you have to go with horrible, horrible puns. Dr. Horrible? It's not rap. Oh, could be. Yeah, yes. hey, don't say that. Dr. Horrible's really good. All right, yes. anyway. Anyway, go. moving on. Um, yes, they've created a medical sensor that charges up within, uh, I think it's a 200, 500 megahertz frequency range. About that, yeah. yeah. Uh, it flexes, uh, it's a piezoelectric crystal inside and mm. it causes it to flex at a certain, uh, you know, and vibrate and ge- basically generate electricity. Oh, so is this like internal stuff, like a pacemaker yeah. or something yeah, like that? Yeah, internal stuff. Um, oh, so you just go to a club once a week to charge up? Yeah, stand in front of, stand in front of the stereo, done. in front of the massive speakers. Yeah, yeah, I'm done for the week and then walk out. That's pretty awesome. Um, yeah, the thing that we're going to use it for is that once it's stopped charging, um, mm. it takes a pressure reading, say blood pressure, or um, it could take like a bladder reading, bladder pressure reading, and then it transmits a little radio signal. Amount of illegal substances in blood, <laughs> probably. Stop <laughs> drinking now. If, beep, beep, beep. if music kind of does it, it's like... <laughs> yep, oh, no, that's a... Yeah, yeah this yep. is true. <laughs> yeah. Hit us up on hashtag The Geek Show. We are watching and thegeekshow.co.uk in the chat box on the right. I am pointing at the moment, which doesn't help because we're on radio. Yes. yes. Hi, Jacob Afro guy. He's though. spamming the chat box again. Hey, Jacob Afro guy and uh, everybody that's in Twitter, which I'm not looking at the Twitter yet, but we will be. Uh, yeah, apparently it's still blocking Scooby. We don't know why the shout box blocks the word Scooby. Yes, uh, for some reason our shout box uses Scooby as a swear word. If Ofcom are listening, we're really sorry for swearing saying the word Scooby. <laughs> we have no idea what it means aside from Scooby-Doo. Yes, so <laughs> Scooby-Doo yeah. is just Stardew. Yeah. And we thought it was on about something else for some. Anyway, okay, so uh, number four, yes. uh, Bootstrapper lets PC recognize you by your shoes. Yes, this has to be one of the strangest security measures I've ever seen. What happens if two people are wearing the same shoes? Well, if you're wearing my shoes, what? spend a day in my shoes that get on my PC, you know? No? I don't want to These wear aren't your shoes. dad's puns, these are turbo puns. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, anyway. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, some awful looks from across the studio. Okay. Not from me, though. Okay. <laughs> oh, wow. Magic, uh, Magic Geek Ball just came up with Red Ring of Death. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, 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 where's... Wait, put the sound on. Oh, awful crickets, wind blowing. Yeah, that'll do. Yeah. Right, okay, so, uh, so that's basically a way of locking a PC by your shoes. Yes. It's horribly uninteresting, but WTF Awards... Near enough. Almost, okay. almost. Thing but is, though, if you're Iron Man, yeah. then you've got unique shoes. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, to be honest, that really, that really falls under the category but Batman, doesn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, anybody can buy yeah. shoes but Batman. You know? <laughs> so, okay, so uh, we're going into news one of the robot revolution. Yes. Blame Canada. Well, we do quite yeah. regularly here, but what's Blame Canada? Can, uh, Canadian researchers want to make robots more lifelike. Right. Okay, that's useful. 
uh, and terrifying at the same time. We've exactly. Seen, we've seen the flesh uh, simulants, which are uh, muscle-shaped uh, mortars and servos covered by a thin layer of flesh with a thin layer of painting on the inside to look like yes. veins and everything. We've and seen the robot head yeah. that mimics human emotions. It's, uh, yeah, it, it's it about, exists. It's, it's about terrifying. It, <laughs> it's about as close to the uncanny valley as you can get without, you know, seeing a corpse, it just, I believe it is. It yeah. just sits there pulling faces at you and just like, hang on, this is weird. Baby. Yeah. No, it's not That's a baby. A uh, ch- the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the baby. The baby's good. The baby is terrifying. Okay, uh, Robot Revolution number two, uh, new six, is New Year's Dance. Uh, China rings in one. the new year with a robot dance it's party. It's really cute. Robot dance party. They've that made a the tiny army of mini dancing robots. Okay, I'm cool with this. It's actually so good. Yes. But that, yeah. um, it was to celebrate the Chinese New Year of the Dragon. Well, do, uh, do, do robots dance the human? Because <laughs> we dance the robot. Ah, uh, us, uh, Lolly. Oh, where's, so where's, 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 where's those crickets? Yeah, wait, play wait, those crickets. Put the crickets on. I enjoyed oh, it. no jokes. I want to see one of them do the worm, if that helps. Do the, mm. there, there is a, a horrific robot, which is just oh, a you baby. Oh, Yeah. And it's just a baby, one of these simulant baby uh, robots that moves and cries just like a human baby. I mean, just. Yeah, but the and problem they've removed, is, why they've removed all why the covering and you, it, you just see the internal bits. Yeah. Why? And it's horrible. Oh. Just why? Yes. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, so hit, oh, what's people saying? Uh, Mommy Jisoo is tweeting on uh, the Twitter. She's keeping along and posting up what we've got going on with yes. uh, the news, which is good. Um, okay, so WTF award number one. Uh, designing self-punishment. What? This is genius. Uh, <laughs> you right, this is so dumb. It, it is. We're staying, it's, we're staying it's well away from absolutely that. absolutely brilliant. There's a guy who thought, he, he's a designer, artist, I think, and you can always trust artists to come up with the weirdest stuff. Yeah. Like giant cobra machine snake. That, yes. that was horrifying. Titanoball was brilliant, but... Titanoball. <laughs> Titanoball. Uh, Titanoboa. Oh, that's even better. Yes. Um, I'll show you the vid for it later, Israel. Nice one. Um, but, yes, he's basically designed a range of tools that are supposed to help you with self-punishment. One of them is a wooden spoon attached to a motor that just twirls around and slaps you in the face. So this, this, gentleman, <laughs> this gentleman is just the, the um, inspector gadget of sadomasochism. <laughs> yes, effectively. Awesome sauce, right? I, I'm, I'm in for that. That's, he needs no more explanation than that. Yes. He's got one that punches you in the stomach. and uh, oh, Was the one that kicked you in the shin as well, Becca? There's one, one that, that kicks <laughs> you in the shin. There was one that slapped you in the face. One, one that, that punched you in, in the, the st- gut. In the stomach, yeah. Yeah, and I think there was one. the last one kicked you in the shin. I, th- yes. I, think, I think there's one that I'm going to cover very cautiously here. Um, there is a brand of well-known gentlemen's toys that... Are you wondering about the the iPad cover? Yes. There is a (laughs) well-known gentleman's torch-esque toy, right? That's all we can say on radio. That um, that is coming with an iPad case now. So you can strap the the main attachment to the bottom of your iPad. If you know what it is, you'll be... Just freaked out, and if you don't know what it is, don't look it up, please. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes, anyway, uh, WTF award number two. And the last one of uh, the it news. It goes today. to North Korea again. As this always. Is brilliant. Yeah. 
Use of a mobile phone is now a war crime in North Korea (laughs) during the the 100 days mourning period. I have to specify, it's only during the 100 days mourning period for Kim Jong-il. Yeah. What? John but, I know. Use of a mobile phone is a war crime. But the punishment is, um, I believe, what work, labor camp or death? Yes. Labor camp or death? <laughs> yeah. Death! Tell you. Oh, why did he die? Michael Jackson's doctor got off lightly then, didn't he? Yeah. Why did he die? Because it was Kim Jong il. Right. Okay. <laughs> oh, so. <laughs> right. So we'll be coming that was, back. That was. Awful, Phil. That was, that was awful. It was funny, though. It was awful. Anyway, uh, Rob's joined us, Mr. Rob Simpson from Hello. Double Take, and he's going to give us a review. What have you got going to review for us today, Rob? Uh, well, the big hitter from last week is The Descendants, the Oscar-nominated oh, a yeah, movie from Alexander Payne. It's Oscar season right now, isn't it? It is. Last year, there was like... The end of the year, there was weeks upon weeks of new films coming out that were Oscar leftovers from the year before. This year, there was only The Descendants. It's it's on its own in that respect. Very good film, but um, because I've just seen it, I'll talk about The Grey instead. Uh, yeah, I've heard uh, mixed things about this. The Twitterverse kind of went mad about it and think it's the best thing since sliced movies. <laughs> sliced know. movies? Yeah. Uh, it's about... Uh, it's a Liam Neeson vehicle, but when you say Liam Neeson vehicle, you think it's a, an action film where he beats people up, swears, and generally be a bit of an unpleasant person. And uh, in this, it's not really true to what he is. It's more of a, a horror movie, really, I suppose, would be the more accurate way of describing it. It's about uh, Liam Neeson. He's isolated from everyday society, and his job is to shoot wolves before they kill people yeah. in a, a Atlant- well, somewhere snowy. And there's a plant somewhere snowy and people have to do the job. And he helps them do their job. Going home on a plane, the plane crashes. And from there, I have to get, to get home, basically. It's basically like a live, a live that's the, is it Peruvian rugby team who crash in a mountain and have to eat each other? Uh, I think so, yeah. I alive. It's a cross between Alive and Jaws, basically. It sounds a bit like, uh, you know that Anthony Hopkins movie? Uh, yeah, I know what you mean. I can't think of the title now. You know the one I'm on about. Yeah, yeah. it is like that. Uh, and it's it's very good, but it's it's a movie of two halves. Most movies are movies of two halves. It goes without saying. But this, it's very contrasting. The first half is very... It's a terrifying bit of horror, actually. Just using the darkness and the white, the vast white, to have these people picked off one by one. All you see is... You don't see, like, wolves come out of, like, signposted quite easily. Yeah. All you see is the eyes. So the eyes come out of nowhere. It's, quite, it's incredibly creepy. And as yeah. one of the most memorable crashes in recent cinema okay. memory, it's absolutely fantastic when the crane, yeah, my hairs in my back and neck were standing up. I know it's a horrible thing to say. People were dying, and I was enjoying it. But <laughs> it was very good. We uh, all have weird things. But uh, in the second half, it kind of loses focus as to what it really is. It's more about the psychology of these people, the miss home. Naturally, the miss home. But tonally, it's a bit of a confused film as to what it really wants to be. On good merit, it's still an excellent film because of that first half, but it doesn't quite carry it on to be worthy of all this praise that the Twitterverse has thrown upon it. I oh. liked it, but... Just mm. kind of being subjective, what what about it didn't make it stand up? Well, it didn't, it's not it didn't stand up, it's just the first half is a horror film, essentially, about a bunch of people getting picked off one by one by something that they can't see. 
That's about as like monster movie trope so as you could get. Predator. It type is. Thing. Yeah, thing. But the second half, it's kind of like uh, more considered. Like these people think, so do I really want to get survive? Uh, what is it to be myself? Talk about faith. Yeah. And it kind of gets so really wide. So it turns castaway. It ca- yeah. It's the, what it tries to be, it muddles it up a little bit. It doesn't flow Swiss quite family, well. Robinson stuff like that. Well, not quite as. It's a very cynical movie. It's an unremittingly bleak and horrible movie in that respect. But it's like God doesn't exist. How could God possibly exist? How could God put us in this situation where wolves are eating us, eating our faces off? The Grey so, sounds like a good title for it, then. Yes, but it's, it's, it's a good film. It's not something that everybody will enjoy because it's hard mm. and nasty. But it's very good. It's not a typical Liam Neeson project. It's, he's quite good, isn't it? All right, cool. We'll say this, though. It does just end. In the same way that Hairwire does, it sets up the ending to sort of a certain set of certain things happen. Yeah. But instead of the happening, it just stops before they do, so you can interpret how that finishes in your own way. There's been a few movies doing that. People lately. don't like that, but yeah. I think it's the best no, way to end certain things. It's one of these things. Yeah, you, you can enjoy it if you're a seasoned movie goer. If you're someone that wants to go out and enjoy something, it's a little bit more difficult because basically yeah, you're going, fil- yeah, it's not a film that, I have to think about this. It's not a film I suggest go out to enjoy it because mm. it's just a horrible film, frankly. Yeah, well, but some some people go to movies to switch off. Yeah, uh, it's others not a, it's go not to enjoy those. art. Oh, know? no, yeah. It's not an art, so it's not to switch off. It's kind of in between the two. Right. I want the Magic Geek Ball to decide. What What does the Magic Geek Ball say about this movie, The Grey? I think I've said enough. Game over. You? <laughs> <Game over. laughs> End of story. Magic eight ball has agreed. That's so quite an appropriate so my, comment. My, my review had no meaning. You shake the eight ball, and that's more meaningful. No, I'm you're saying it's quite appropriate to the movie. You're terrible people. Sorry, Rob. <laughs> hope you don't. Hope you have sleepless nights. Every Mag- single Magic night. Magic eight ball has spoken now. You know, I've only had an hour's kip. I don't care, frankly. Right, I'm going to haunt your window now. Rob, with his <laughs> wonderful one. <laughs> <laughs> That tickle your fancy. That's terrifying. Good job he doesn't know where I live. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yes, anyway, moving on. Um, we're talking about Muzak today. And so uh, we want to find out, why did musicals suddenly fade away from being so popular? I mean, they didn't on, suddenly. on about... Musical it was, movies. It was decades ago. Yeah, but it's not the a thing. thing. Yeah, but they were they were the thing hugely is, popular. They were hugely popular for a long, long time. I think it's the seventies. The seventies was an arty decade because seventies uh, was uh, hard edged. Like cinema was at its most. Like Taxi Driver is a brutal film. Yeah. Films like that kind of pushed the movie going public forward in a way that you can't take things lightly. It's all very serious. I'd and I'd, I'd pay to see the Taxi Driver musical. Well, it'd be different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I think that's what it is. It's 1970s and 60s became much more serious. So the Are you well, musicals were still big during the 60s. <laughs> well, it's just, well, 70s in particular. It was yeah. a more of a slow decline, and the 70s kind of killed it off. It was his death. Yeah, blow. I mean, it, it was just as though I mean, there were there were so many musicals being produced by Hollywood during the uh, 50s and 60s for almost 20 years. Then all of a sudden we hit the 70s, and that was it. It was like yeah, Blaine Martin like Scorsese. It was just went chum. Blaine Martin Scorsese and his massive eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to admit, they do look like a couple of badges there. <laughs> okay, so anyway, um, well, personally, what about modern day musicals? Musicals well, at the moment are really of kind There's of. There's only Scott Pilgrim that I can think of. Well, Rent, Scott Chicago, Pilgrim. Moulin Scott Rouge. Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim wasn't a musical, it was a musical a with musical. music in it. No, Scott, Scott Pilgrim's, Pilgrim's a musical. Music. No, something, something like Rent 
is Scott a musical. Pilgrim. No, is Scott a musical. Pilgrim is a musical. Uh, what part uh, is a seriously? Musical? I didn't think Repo. it was. Repo was a musical. When I didn't think it was at first, when I first seen it, but then Rob pointed it out, and I watched it again a few months later, and thought, yeah, this is a musical. It There's is. No, Scott Pilgrim so. fulfills all the criteria of being a musical. People, People don't just break out in a song. Yeah. That's the kind of qualifying thing of a musical, and they're doing that. So, Scott Pilgrim have is a Western manga interpreted into a movie which is now a musical. It's complicated. Yeah, yes, it's, okay, it is yeah, a musical. Cool. Fine, yeah. fine. It's pushing the boundaries I mean, that of does, musical, isn't it? That doesn't mean to say it's a terrible film. You know, it's, it's just a di- different definition. Well, I see. Eight Ball is it a terrible film. Oh, oh, oh. Hints at GameSpot. Hints at GameSpot, right. Mm. Yeah. Um, okay. Yes. Anyway, quite. Um, yeah, Scott Pilgrim, uh, Moulin Rouge. I wouldn't call Moulin Rouge a film. Not with face, anyway. It's a musical. <laughs> if you like. It's a musical. <laughs> you know, it, it's gaudy, it's ostentatious, it's, you know, extravagant, it's a musical. It's directed by Baz Luhrmann, I think. So? Which is not a bad thing. Yes, it is. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 I think... Um, I think musicals really are kind of fading because all the the young families, as you say, you know, are, are growing up now and want things yeah. more brutal. So, sixties there was an awful lot of musicals. Yeah, you, had, you know, well, you had everything from The King and I onwards, you know, all the way up, uh, and uh, then think, uh, you know, Oliver Twist, Mary Poppins, all of those. Those films are great, like uh, yeah. Bugsy Malone with the kids and the spark yeah. guns. Bugsy yeah, Malone. great film that. Yeah. But uh, I think now it's. It just seems old-fashioned to kids. Yeah. They don't want to have... It's like kids think 1993 makes an old film. There is another so aspect stuff like this, it. it's not going to appeal, is it? There is another aspect to it, though. Um, a lot of the people who were acting in movies like The King and I, and uh, you know, even Mary Poppins, they could actually sing. You'd be surprised how many actors can sing. You really would. A lot of actors are really good singers as well. They've got to go about, through stage school as well. So. Yeah, they've got to go through stage school. That's part of the thing. That, uh, and yes, they do have voice coaching, but that doesn't automatically make them good singers. Ryan Gosling, okay, uh, he's he's not a good actors. he's not a good singer. He's not a good singer, but he's got a certain style which wouldn't borrow itself to the musicals. Exactly, exactly. But that's what I'm saying. A lot of the actors now, yeah, they might be able to sing, but that doesn't mean to say they can do the kind of voice projection necessary for musicals. Mamma Mia isn't a mu- movie either. That's just that's a musical it's an abomination. <laughs> <laughs> I have to deal with that all through work. It's such a bad attempt at a movie, you just would not believe. Half of them can't even sing. Well, it's the, proof that God doesn't exist. The, well, it sounds really... All right, okay, okay. Really throwing it back. Are musicals still relevant? No. I'm not saying it's not good anymore, but it's just... Hold be, on, hold on, why? why? I, don't, I don't think they're not bad. There's certain examples, like Willy Wonka I'd watch until the day comes... Like ha- well, I'd watch it forever, basically. I was come home. I love it. Is it one of my favourite movies? Gene Wilder version. Gene Wilder is yeah. one of the best like, comedian, comedy comedic actors, actors of all, of all, all time. time. I watch anything with him. I I'm will in. agree but with that Blazing one. Saddles. Modern, yes. it's not really... Imbr- if it was continued to be made from the 60s to now, it might not be the same state of affairs, but nobody does them anymore. So they're kind of like a forgotten relic. Do we... Uh, Rob, do we get... I dispute that. Rob. I dispute that because Bollywood still makes them. <laughs> Bollywood isn't relevant. <laughs> Bollywood makes more Behave. movies than Hollywood. Good movies. Some of them have been <laughs> decent. Decent isn't good. Well, yeah, if, if you put a hundred monkeys in front of a hundred typewriters and let them type for a millennia, you'll get Shakespeare eventually, but and you is, it, is that the idea of... Uh, yeah, that's the idea yeah, of the Bollywood. Problem, the problem is the Shakespeare they write will be in monkey language, so it will be... <laughs> oh, a horrible ah, thing ah, to ah, say ooh, about ooh. Bollywood. 
Well, that's a good thing to say about Shakespeare. <laughs> Touche. A good thing that. to say about Shakespeare. Right. Yes. Ah, uh, you've got double standards, Phil. Double <laughs> what? standards. What, what? Anyway, moving on. Uh, why uh, do you, Phil asked the question, do we think they're still relevant? I actually think they are. I think that every so often we should be making at least one musical. Just to kind of remind people yeah, the, that there is, these, no there is this option. All we've got is Andrew Lloyd Webber, and you want him to do more work. I no, don't. but I mean, why not? I mean, you guys do music promotion, yep. right? Yep. Um, musicals doesn't just mean musical movies. There's musical documentaries as well. Such, such, <laughs> a, such as? If you say it, you've got to back it up with an example. You can't oh, just throw oh, it Oh, I've been watching oh, a fair few um, recently. Go on, you've got to think um, of a name, been, though. That'll be on, uh, on BBC4. You've got to name them, though. You can't just say that. that could be, you could say anything. Spinal Tap. Yes. It's not modern, though, is it? He said recently. Is it, uh, did he say recently? No, he, said, recent he ex- said musical movie, documentaries. You said name them. Oh, wait. Yeah. Spinal Tap. <laughs> well, there's one. Yes. Jog on that. That's documentary, <laughs> no, not no, documentaries. One. Documentary, not it's documentaries. It's musical documentary. It's not plural. That's yeah. just one. Ah. The producers. <laughs> that's not a documentary. That's a... It is. BBC oh, Four did it's a B- documentary <laughs> about making a play. <laughs> BBC Four did a one-hour documentary on a song called "Summertime" and how it actually conquered the world. And there's, it's basically the one song in history that has been redone more times than any other by by ev- almost every genre of music. And it's a, mu- it's a, it's a, it's a song from an from an opera. What is it? Pack a bell, three chord. No, it's it's a song called "Summertime" by a. By, uh, from an opera by, I think it was Rodgers and Hammerstein. And it has been redone by everyone from Ella Fitzgerald to ACDC. And it's basic, uh, throughout the whole documentary, they were playing all the different versions of the song. Fair enough. That's a musical documentary. Sounds boring, frankly, but each to their own. But that's what I'm saying. Um, it's not, uh, these things need to be redone as far as I'm concerned. Documentaries aren't a relevant farm. I don't think they're a bad thing, but they're not relevant. People don't go to the movies and think, ah, oh, no, you know what I want to watch? I want to watch a documentary. But to be honest, no. yeah, the last documentary yeah. that was really in the movies was March of the Penguins. Yeah, this well, is actually, true. no, it wasn't. It was Senna, which is excellent. Oh, yeah, Senna. It's still, at the same point, people don't go watch movies. It's just this off the cuff thing you might catch on a TV channel late one night. All right, let's take a step back. We're coming back to. Uh, this a little bit in the animation section later where we're t- going to talk a little bit about Disney. Do, do you get Japanese musicals, Rob? In uh, anime? We'll get to that. <laughs> All <laughs> right, okay. We'll get to that. But that anyway, bad, eh? yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Hi, I'm Lao Kei from Mayamado, the Japanese TV network, and you're listening to The Geek Show. Yes, you are listening to The Geek Show. That was very short, very sudden. Yes, uh, this section we're going to be talking to you guys from NTC Promotions. Yep, that's the one. Yes, that's the one, is it? Yep. You want to get close to the mic, Israel? Is this close enough? No. <laughs> you, no. You, you want to be kissing the mic? I'm pr- pretty much kissing Sai here. <laughs> Quite weird. No, I said kissing the mic, <laughs> yeah. not the other guy next bit, to you. Bit. Not, not into work. It's just an excuse things. for him to get his beard on me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We all I'm do love a bit of beard the, action. I'm worried about where this where this show is going. Let's ask seriously, seriously, Rob. You you knew where this show went a good while ago, okay? Yeah, the, uh, Geekball says not in this life. <laughs> <laughs> That's Maybe next. good for me. Reincarnation and all that. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, tell us a little bit about NDC Promotions. Then, what do you guys do? We uh, we put on shows around Borough, basically. Uh, yeah. 
just get local bands to play some play some out of uh, bands to play as big as we can make it yeah. just get as many people down as we can get the scene as good as we can alright any all, particular genres uh, mainly heavy and hardcore stuff cool yeah. pretty yeah. pretty exciting stuff ok Israel mentioned that you guys have been running is it from Liberties I'll live abroad you've been going well that's mainly the um, venue that we use um, that's well We've got one gig there next month, which after that it's going to be going to an 18 plus venue. All right, which Ooh. venue is that? Um, no, that's that's that's, Liberty, that's got changing to oh, right. an 18 that's, plus venue. Yeah, Liberty, okay. Liberties in town's going to stop doing 14 plus and only do 18 plus. So yeah. we've heard. So a lot of pubs have been doing that lately. Yeah, well, we? we're going to find a, a different venue because of it because you just won't get enough people down the shows. So, oh. so you really think the, there aren't enough? There aren't enough people 18 plus that want to see music in Middlesbrough there, nowadays. There's, there's, like, there are people who are 18 plus who want to come to yeah. see shows, but generally people, if they, if they think there's only going to be like 20 people or something, they just yeah. won't go and then you'll get even less. It's, uh, it's, to us it's more about getting the a, a range of ages to come down and then the younger people mm. get into it and as they get older, they keep coming and then... Young, more younger people turn up and they keep coming and you just get more and more people coming to shows yeah. that way. Yeah. That's why we want to keep it 14 plus. I mean with the 18 plus um, crowd really unless you're doing something like sumo or a night like that. Yeah. Really, yeah it's, it's, it's got to be combined with a massive night out. Yeah you couldn't just do mm. on a gig alone 18 plus that wouldn't really wouldn't work. Well that's a, that's a real shame. I, I remember going to uh, gigs all over the place in Middlesbrough back when uh, the arena used to do stuff and all this when oh, I was yeah. when I was like 14, 13, 14 and the place was and packed. And 10 years before that when I used to do it as well. Yeah, you used to do, <laughs> you used to do it when it used to be the rock garden, mate. Don't you start. <laughs> Back when the pistols were in Borough. Yes, this is true. Uh, well, uh, just a, a quick shout from the chat box. Harry and Momo say, how has the show got gayer when they're not in? Well... We still fly the flag even though you're not here, Harry. Yes. And more, more. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No comment. <laughs> okay. It's all right, you don't have to comment. You just have we to look nasty. We can hear you nasty. thinking. <laughs> all right, so, um, well, other than that, what, what do you think about the scene in Middlesbrough? Um, as you guys are promoting mainly hardcore, uh, is, it, is it quite a heavy scene in Middlesbrough? Because, is, yeah. It's it's a really good question that I like to try and clear up a lot because you get a lot of people who yeah. say that there's there's no scene in Borough anymore because they used to come mm. down like I don't know three or four years ago when it had all sort of died off and then that's yeah. the last thing they came to and they're, they're saying that there's no scene in Borough but there's actually a massive scene in Borough for hardcore gigs because there's loads yeah. on, there's loads of stuff to go to. T- to be honest, it it is the progression uh, of you know back 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 in my day. Back in my day, when everyone was at the boulevard and all that. Are you when, it, when, a dig? It, when it was still in the boulevard and, and Rob was, you know... Are you having a dig? <laughs> yeah, Rob was uh, ancient already. Um, it, it went moshers, uh, then mini moshers, then emos, screamos, and then kind of scene oh. kids. Then, then it's kind of gone hardcore. Um, and in that progression, you've kind of seen the drop of gigs between the kind of mosher groups who were, who were very sort of... Scar punk and all that type of stuff mm. through the emo scene to kind of 
really, really a decline in, in bands and, and young people playing music because they just wanted to see their musicians playing stage. And then, like, now as, as the kids are kind of, I can actually thrash a guitar and scream a lot and kind of really getting into it. And in, in my opinion, what do you think about that? I mean, I wouldn't really say it was down to sort of, like, the little, like, groups like that because we've actually had, like, people's parents come along to the gigs. <laughs> we've had all sorts of people down to the gigs. No, what, what I mean is, is they start off like that and they grow up. You know, there's, there's, there's a lot of people that are going to the... The more mature rock nights in Middlesbrough. That sounds really daft, but um, um, the stuff by uh, that st- you can see they're, they're veterans. You know, yeah. they're, they're they're 35, 36, and they're they're kind of you know they've been in it since they were like 13 and have gone through all the stages. And you can really see the progression, especially in, in all the different club nights in Middlesbrough and, and the, the the venues and the gigs. Now yeah. I was just raising my hand to say, yeah, that was me. Oh, right. <laughs> you said 35, 36, being in it since you were like 13 years old. Silent. Gone through all the different stages. Silent, yeah. silent. Guilty. Uh, yeah, all right, cool. Um, so, yeah, wh- all right, sounds daft, but where's the next step with it? Uh, where's the next step in Middlesbrough? I know there's, there's starting to be an awful lot of uh, electronic crossover. Uh, I'm, you're starting to see people like Skrillex and Korn kind of doing mixes together and, and kind of working on stuff. Do you think there's going to be a lot more uh, electric live influences in Middlesbrough, or do you think what? Where, where do you think it's going to go? What do you mean, like synth sort of stuff? Yeah, uh, uh, well, a uh, heavier synth, it's maybe some bass, maybe there's a lot of dubstep influences as well, the really sort of gritty bro well, step stuff. It's not just limited to Middlesbrough. I mean, we're talking about... I'm, I'm asking these guys, what, what, what we, do these guys yeah. think are you, about are you, Middlesbrough? Are you talking about like, the genre progressing to add more dubstep in? Because I'm, not, I'm, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking of Middlesbrough. What, what, what do you guys see on the horizon, and where do you think it's going to go beyond what you can see on the horizon? Well, really, now the the main sort of art, well, sort of genre that people want to see is hardcore in Middlesbrough. Yeah. Usually, it, well, it used to be a lot heavier metal, mm. but now it, it sort of like progressed gradually over into sort of um, old and hardcore. Where do you yeah. think that progression is going to go in the future, though? Um, if you could make a prediction, like, but dubstep and hardcore scenes they run parallel to each other. They're not really crossing at the moment. Well, if they, if they started crossing over, because eventually all the different music genres do cross over into each other, yeah, uh, you know, at some point. So if they did, would you see a rise in dubstep? Say, it's weird. It's difficult to say. Right? I, I think it's hardcore promoters. They're holding yeah. their tongues and going, "Dubstep's dead." Basically, it's not that. It's, it's dubstep's ah. huge at the moment. Dubstep's huge at the moment. Like, it's just like, it's run so parallel. Yeah, everyone's try- there's so many people who try to get a dubstep night on the go for like people to go to and they try it once and then like not many people show up and then they go oh well sack that off I, like they give it like two weeks to get the the word out and then nothing happens with it and then they sack it off but like yeah if people actually put the work in you could get a decent dubstep night going i reckon okay well just being objective on on purpose so uh, apologies first if, if you guys are finding it hard to get crowds over over 18 um does does that actually show uh, th- an increase in in the scene in Middlesbrough, or do you think it's kind of a steady? They're a younger audience, or what? Where where do you think that lands? There's, there's like a, it's. What am I trying to say? It's very it's steady pe- with like the younger audience, but mm. um, it's steady with the younger ones. It's just as people get older, yeah. they get to like eighteen, and they, they just go out on a normal night on night night out where there's like a band mm. or two on, and just go to that, but. And a lot of them get to a point where they don't want to be hanging around where there's a there's a lower average age group in the audience. Yeah. But it just it it's like a turnover thing. Like 
as someone starts going when they're 14, they get older. When they're 18, they stop. But another yeah. set of 14-year-olds are coming or whatever. Well, the funny mm. thing is so when you go... it's kind of steady because of that. When you, when you go to an Iron Maiden gig, there's like six generations. Yeah, you know, you Iron get... Maiden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they have been going for six generations and the generations before that. Yes. Um, <laughs> there's an interesting documentary about Ozzy yesterday. Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. Um, it's amazing where... When you think about, because they showed him on concert in Australia, mm. and at, right at the front row, they were all like the kids who just got into Black Sabbath and Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. And then as they, the camera went back, you could see the crowd getting gradually older. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. That, that's exactly the same with me. I, I went to see Stiff Little Fingers uh, quite a few years ago, and I, I was tiny then. I'm quite a fat get now anyway so um <laughs> and basically i was i was going nuts moshing away as you do you know, and whatever and um uh, i got knocked over and basically knocked out uh fell over whacked my head off the floor and this like 50 year old punk with like you know leather jacket the whole thing just picked me up by the scruff and then went you're all right mate and i'm like yeah and he went great and just pushed me back into the pit <laughs> so it, i i really love the the idea of the old guards you know, yeah. showing in the, 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 the kids, you know. They, that's what it is. Well, Music is a progression. You just show people it. If, if you've got a, a massive band on, then you're going to get more people of the other generation. It's just when you're doing gigs that are dedicated to being a gig and not a night out or anything like that, it's just purely about music. Um, it When people get older, they're less bothered about turning up to see what's going on. You have yeah. to get, like, a bigger band in to get the older people in. This mm. is true. Yeah. Yeah. So if you did get Iron Maiden on in Liberties in town, it would be <laughs> <laughs> one. It would be ridiculous. But two, you'd get loads of people down. You get like yeah. really you get like forty year old people there, and you get like you'd have ev- you wouldn't just have forty year olds. You'd have everybody there. Yeah. You, you'd have the entirety of Borough in there. And just you'd yeah. have Rob there. Do, do you think? There'd be me and Phil at the front. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fighting each other. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, I've done that. Ow, bruised ribs. Anyway, so. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, bruise ribs aren't nice. Um, anyway, so what about... Uh, so do you think that reflects negatively on uh, the older music uh, fans? Uh, I, I say music fans aren't as hardcore as they should be because they're not attending as many gigs or they're not attending as much new music. Uh, but subjectively, as promoters, wouldn't that be your job, getting more of the music fans to attend, uh, older, more hardcore music fans to attend gigs? Well, yeah, but like... They just it's it's not a bad thing. People just grow out of that sort of thing and just they'd rather do other things for the night or whatever, like There's more not, distractions, you mean? Yeah, well they're, they're not they're, sometimes they just I reckon they just grow out of it, but if you do it's you have to you have to build up to the bigger bands. I mean yeah. We, yeah. We, we've been going for a fair while but it's quite a slow process and like you have to get the right contacts and stuff mm. and they generally need a bigger a bigger band to draw them in or a bigger show but I to get to that bigger show you have to build up so it's always going to take time so I mean yeah. we've, we've, we build up from now and it's took like two or three years I can't even remember but it's just all a blur of loads of shows yeah. but in like maybe another year or two we'll be at a level where we can get a band in where there's like loads of different age ranges in yeah. but it's always going to take time to build up to that I think you've just hit the nail on the head there it's when you mentioned contacts and building up your contacts in the music industry is really difficult. Oh. There's, a, there's, a, there's a vicious cycle with most of the bigger names of booking agencies where yeah. 
they only offer you shows if you're on their mailing list. And exactly. You only, you only get on their mailing list if you've done a show for them. Exactly. So it's really yeah. hard. To, you have to hound them loads. You have to send out like 200 yeah. emails to them with ridiculous offers. Yeah. Just to get the bigger bands on, you have to like overpay them and know you're overpaying them. But that's just the way it goes. You Once again, same out. same as we, we we cover quite a lot with the gaming industry. There's an awful lot of oh well, I'm going to have to spend three years grinding my little pony 17 out. Um, once again, the music industry is an industry. Um, mm. You have to see these people as people that want to make money, not only for, you know, giant houses and flash cars, but they've also got kids to feed and everything. So mm. you, have to, you have to kind of accept them being corporate whores and yes. dislike them for the same reason. Houses to feed, kids to build. Yeah. yeah, that was right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so yes. Okay, so uh, we're going to be coming back into the uh, game section. Um, but just a quick tip, guys. What? Who would you say are the bands to watch this year, two thousand and twelve? I'd definitely say Dead, Dead and Divine and Heart and Hand. Dead and Divine, Heart and Hand. Um, Demoralizer. Demoralizer. Horizons. Foundations. Horizons. Foundations. Climate of Fear. Um, Calisys. Not in Portland. The escape artist. <laughs> Probably got me someone else. I think the top local pick is going to be Hail Asker. They are going to be huge this year, like regardless of what anyone thinks of them. Every time I'm on Facebook, there is something for Hail Asker exactly. in multiple clubs, multiple venues, all over the place. Just check them out. Uh, Morgan will post some up on the Twitters. And they're also still looking for a new drummer, I believe, as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, check their Facebook. The drummer recently left. They're doing auditions. Um, be a part of that. Wait, which band's this? Hey, Alaska. I'm going down that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going down. We've just lost a drummer, correct? Yes. <laughs> okay, guys. Uh, hit us up on hashtag the Geek Show, the chat box on thegeekshow.co.uk on the right hand side. Good news, everyone. Yeah, uh, I love that yes. as well. The best thing is, good news, everyone. I've invented a machine that makes you read this text in my voice. <laughs> yes. Oh, they have invented that a machine happens. that invents inventing machines. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why not? Even. Yeah, uh, I had to put that as one of the questions during the Christmas competition. <laughs> it was just too good an opportunity. Good news. Oh, yeah, we did for the Christmas competition. Yeah, we, good we news, gave, everyone. We gave, about, we gave away about £2,000 worth of kit over Christmas. It was, it was unbelievable. We had, we had like a hamper this big yeah. of unreleased DVDs, special editions, T-shirts, uh, tickets. Uh, for our live show at Kitacon, we will be giving away tickets for people in the UK to go to Abenicon in Holland. Yes. Which is amazing. Uh, entry to Abenicon. And if you're going from Newcastle, it's like 30 quid return uh, flights if you book now. So it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway. Really cool. Yeah. Moving on. Music. When Music. I say that word, what's the first game that springs to mind? Need for Speed Underground 2. Why Need for Speed? Why? Come on, why? Because it has such a diverse, like... Music range in it, like you're just driving along and you're probably souping up your car as you go along, and then you've just got a really diverse playlist. Why not? Well, to kind of go for that, there's there's three that jumped into mind at exactly the same point, and I, I'm not even lying. Music 2000, which was yeah. a PlayStation One music creation emulator, yeah. which led me to then buy EJ which then led me to go to college and do uh, music technology. Like from there, and then I, and then I went to university and did sound design for games, uh, and live sound. So, yeah, and then the third one's Grand Theft Auto because it won uh, an award for the radio stations, which are six or seven really really good radio stations full of banter and music and 
amazing stuff of all different genres. I'm amazed that no one just went, Guitar Hero, rock band. Yeah, well, yeah. I was tempted, but it was a bit too obvious. <laughs> yeah, but was it the first one that sprang to mind? What, what, what did jump oh, into your mind? Yeah. You, you went with yeah. gu- Guitar, guitar Hero? Guitar Hero was the first oh, thing yeah. that sprang to mind. Yeah. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. Oh, <laughs> yeah. do you know what? Do you know what? On, uh, we, run, we run all of our uh, uh, super-duper special effects off, off my iPad, and on here I have every Tony Hawk's uh, soundtrack there is, which is brilliant. Oh, I love Tony Hawk's. You've got the actual game on there. You can get Tony Hawk's too. You can. Really? Yeah. Right. Okay, there goes my money. Right. <laughs> there goes his life. Yes. Uh, to be honest, the first one that sprang to my mind was Guitar Hero. Um, but then after that was Parappa the Rapper. Parappa the Rapper. <laughs> what a guy. That was well good. Or, um, what, what was the Donkey Kong Conga as well? Yeah, there's, the thing is, there's, there's a big difference now in how we perceive music in games, right? Um, but we don't really use it as a plot element. It's, you know, it's basically background music as in Need for Speed or in Grand Theft Auto. It's something that you play with, like with, like with Guitar Hero. You know, even yeah. some, something like Skyrim, it's there to add atmosphere. Well, well, kind of. Well, there's there's more plot and everything. Kind of speaking of Grand Theft Auto, kind of had all the radio stations. You got like Lips, and your game, which was like a gangster one, and then you had a drum and bass one, which was pretty cool. Which British drum and bass guy, which was well called Flashback. No return. Eighties, yeah. And then, then, then you had Chatterbox, which was with Laszlo, who, who carried on into the early, uh, into the game, which was a prequel. And it's like a chat show, which is really cool. You've got Double Clef and Head. You got some really cool stuff. It's just really why Grand Theft Auto was an amazing game. Once again, available on the uh, the uh, on the App Store. Yeah. So that that for that reason that gets my vote, but it was also one of the only games that has won uh, major major recognition for its soundtrack. Yeah. Um, but what about games like Parappa the Rapper though, where music isn't just something that you play with, but it's an integral part of the story? Guitar Man, Eternal Sonata, Romantic Saga. There's very few games that you actually use it like that. No, I, I quite like it. There's nothing like having a few friends around, a few beers. And playing Guitar Hero or Rock Band. Do you want to say? Do you want to say the original one that you were going to say? Which one? Skyrim. Yeah, Skyrim. Skyrim. Just I because we of had that. A, a ban on Skyrim this week. Oh, there, wait, there was an embargo on Skyrim, but I am willing to. I am willing to let it slide on this one thing because there was something I mentioned to you outside. I said, "Wouldn't it be great if you could just be a bard in Skyrim and make up your own songs?" <laughs> it, it, it would be a good little bard hero. Didn't a game of a bard hero? The Bard's Tale. They did it in a in in the new in the new Assassin's Creed game. There's a bit where you you're a bard and you you use the <coughs> normal like fighting controls to play different That's cards and stuff. And yeah. you always end up playing badly, and everyone's like, "What's he doing?" <laughs> and it like you you hear him sing songs that are just like proper ridiculous, but. I'm so sure. a, tr- a proper bard then. Yeah. Oh, you have to you have to go with you have to go with the Sims. <laughs> it's either that or Elvis. I don't really know which one it was. I'd say when when you tell me about music and games, I'd say Skyrim just because it's got one of them epic like movie scale soundtracks. Just... It, it, it's it's like when you hear the Game of Thrones intro start. Yeah, it's like 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm epic. I'm going to run around in nothing but chainmail for the next week. <laughs> I'd probably get fired. Yes, you would. Because <laughs> you wouldn't be wearing anything else except the chainmail. It'd be cold, but that just made Rob's day. No, it hasn't. Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> hasn't. It just made Rob gay. Uh, 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 <laughs> I, 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 was, I was hungry up until I had that thought. Chainmail is chafing. <laughs> <laughs> Getting some talcum powder. <laughs> talcum powder for your chain <laughs> Right, uh, back on topic. Yeah, Rob, <laughs> please stop imagining me naked. Oh, I wasn't. <laughs> you are now. Right. Okay, so music, yeah. All right, games, yes. Uh, what do you think about... Oh, we've, we've done that one. It's as if I'm reading off a sheet. Um, okay, what about... Kick- Pick of the Geek. Pick of the Geek. Where, would, where is there space for in music games? There's every single one of percussion games you can think of. There is drum hero, guitar hero, saxophone hero, vuvuzela hero, you know, the whole thing. Uh, there's even guitar hero, Beatles, Metallica. Uh, there's bongos one. Um, what's next? Where do you think we can go with it? Because... It, Obviously, there's the dance games as well. There's like Just Dance and all of that, which are really cool. Uh, where can we go next? What do you think? Orchestra Hero. Orchestra Hero. <laughs> Whack that out. Get get your electric cello out and just go to town on that. I think it could work. Okay. Yeah. That or like. It'd be very good for the Japanese market. They're, they're very big followers of classical musicianship. Well, yeah. they are. They do like the classical music. Yes. Work, children! Uh, probably, they're, they're probably going to end up like, adapting DJ Hero into more of a dubstep thing. But D- oh, you, Dragon. DJ Hero's brilliant. The mixes in that game were unbelievable. Mm. And then it's like... No one kind of if, if, if you made it more, more specific, it might work. Because dubstep's getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and everyone's getting more annoyed because it's supposed to be an underground genre. Yeah. Well, you know it'll it'll come out Skrillex Hero. If Guaranteed. It, no, 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 no. If they, if they Skrillex do, when he's like... Not just half bald, like completely bald. Twenty yeah, years yeah. later, with no. like with like a big cigar. Yeah, when I was young, it wouldn't be that. If <laughs> the Japanese ever did year. ever did something like dubstep hero, it would not involve Skrillex. It would involve Hatsune Miku. Hatsune Miku. It would involve Vocaloid. I'm sure there's a vo- there's a couple of Vocaloid games, which is brilliant. The concept of a marketing strategy for a. a, a a, a vocal Synthes- VST. Yeah, yeah it's uh, basically synthesis software. That's all it is. Everybody mis- mistakes Vocaloid as you know the characters, but it's not. It's the software is stupidly powerful. Uh, we've mentioned this. You before. know, it comes on like six DVDs. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it, it's one of the most advanced voice synthesis programs on the open market, uh, and there's all sorts of languages, all sorts of different voice tones, pitches, everything like that. You can even make death metal using the Vocaloid system. Seriously, <laughs> you can make proper death metal. Well, you metal. just take the key on the left and just hold it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. What, where's Pounder? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone, because everyone, uh, the, the character of Hatsune Miku and all the other, char- all the other Vocaloid characters mm. have a certain type of voice, which is very high-pitched and very squeaky. And because uh. of that, everybody thinks, oh, that's all the software can do. It, can't. Dumber, dumber, it does... It does way more than that. You can do, you know, you could actually apply it to kind of blues and jazz and you know the kind yeah. of Ella Fitzgerald type voice stuff like that. You can produce those sounds using the system. And well, it, it is the thing is it's it's been used mostly for Japanese pop and rock and exactly. J-pop and you know because 
it's the market it's kind of used in. Um, it is, if yes. It, it's, it's just a tool. A tool is, is used as whatever. You know, chiptune artists, you know, Game Boys were designed for... And now you get, like, absolutely, you know, thrash, you get breakcore, you get 8-bit chiptunes, all sorts of stuff mm. coming from Game Boys, you know? Yeah, this is true. One thing that I've seen which is pretty cool, um, there's a there's a Christian rock band called the David Crowder Band, and they've basically got the Guitar Hero controller, modified it, and on the set there's actually a guy that just plays a Guitar Hero controller. Yeah, um, uh, and we fight dragons do it, and there's been a couple of people because the, um, you can you can make the USB ones as uh, human interface devices, and then you can port that over to MIDI, and then go from there. Have you guys seen the Guitar Hero Pro controller? It's nuts. Is Seriously. it a real guitar? It's a real it's, guitar. It's effectively a real guitar. Is it like it's that Yamaha electric one where it's like... Oh, I remember no, that. Every, every, that's single, every single chord is just a button. Every single one. So all the frets, everything like that, as it goes down, they're all just individual buttons. So each section, you've got six buttons all the way down. Yeah, <laughs> it's nuts. It's absolutely crazy. They've had like professional guitarists like Slash and people like that using it and so they've just been sitting there going, this is nuts. This is like, you know, I'm playing a game with a guitar. That's not a guitar, but it's like a real guitar, but I'm playing a game. Wait, it's, 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 like, it's like, the, you remember the advert with Indiana Jones playing um, Uncharted. Uncharted? He's sitting there going, this is amazing. Yeah, that, that was all he said pretty much for the entire advert. The, um, well, people say that if, if you can actually play guitar in real life, that you, you're really bad at a Guitar Hero. That's my excuse I'm sticking with. <laughs> I've had that experience um, as well. I don't know, yeah. you play guitar it, It's hard to jump on it. Yeah, I used to teach guitar. Really? Yeah. Really? We all learn something. Yes. Yes. Really? Uh, we're going to be queuing really? up at Phil's house for guitar lessons really? now. Oh, wait, crack, crack out a riff. Oh, wait. Don't be saying that to him on the radio. I break, break, break out my guitar. Uh, <laughs> crack out a riff. Wait, check me off, come. No, we're fine. That's fine. It's not on the list. There isn't even a list. I wish there was Why a list. Why would they not put a list in it? I know. Now we're Yes. Anyway, I think it's time for a song. Oh, does that even really count? I don't know. You guys are the ones that picked it. <sighs> I think Harry picked this. Basically, we, Harry went with, can I have some Disney songs, please? And because we love Harry and he's awesome, we've got from The Princess and the Frog, Almost There, uh, which is so <laughs> good. Um, but yeah, uh, stay tuned because we've got some news from you guys. What have we got news-wise? Uh, I've got announcements for some upcoming shows. Yes. That's really cool. That's really cool. Dates well, and stuff and info. Well, hit us up at hashtag The Geek Show if you want to shout at us or the chat box at thegeekshow.co.uk on the right. Hello, I'm Eve Miles and I fucking love The Geek Show. Oh, yeah. Eve Miles yes. from Torchwood and Doctor Who and all sorts. It's really cool. She and is beautiful. And she, yes, very well. She's very well. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm, I'm going to uh, SFX weekend on Thursday uh, where basically... Uh, we're going to be meeting the Red Dwarf cast and Dr. River Song and Harry's churning in the background at home, I bet, right now. Yes. Oh, and, and Morgan. Morgan. Because he does yeah. like his River Song, doesn't he? Yes. Yes, he does. <laughs> You're listening to the Geek Show, darling. No. <laughs> darling. Yes. What's, he, what's he say? Oh, Harry, shout at me on the chat box, would you? Yes, save me. Right. Okay. Uh, which section are we in, Rob? Quick, Rob, Western you do animation. the professional. Western, Western animation. animation. Yes. yes. Uh, aside from Disney. Right, Disney yeah. being the obvious one. Um, most Western cartoons tend to shy away from music. 
in general. Mm. Unless it's so, I mean, you get those cartoons where you you know the kids might be in some sort of band and then they'll play sure. some cheesy pop song. Yeah. Um, but most of the time, you don't really get cartoons that are actually about music. Even Disney doesn't really do animations that are specifically about music, as in Mo- music is the core thing. Movie-wise, there's the... Well, as we've just played Princess and the Frog and also It's not really about mu- music, though, is even it? Even Fantasia. Fantasia was Fantasia solely... is a rarity. Well, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Disney, Disney animation does loads of songs, mm. but the stories themselves aren't really about music. You know, the songs are there. And whether you like them or not, I don't really... I'm not a big fan of Disney songs, especially the innuendo-laden ones. Yeah. Because <laughs> there are some There's some very good ones. The Timon ones. and Pumbaa are proper dirty. No, no, like no. In the line. Under, the, they s- are under the sea. Under the sea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Harry shouting and from his, his house, he says, uh, games, uh, just while we're covering it, games that uh, employ music mechanics, Zelda... Ocarina of Time. What about uh, go to the Bard's College in Winterhold in Skyrim? Oh, yeah, I haven't been there. I'm not yeah. far along. I didn't know you could go to a Bard's College in Skyrim. <laughs> you can train to be a Bard, yeah. I'm, oh. busy, I'm too busy killing dragons. Can you make up your own songs, though? Or does it have to be all these preset songs? Because it'd be amazing if you could make up your own songs. I, ju- I just redo Pressure to Limit. What about, what about Minecraft with the new music blocks? The note blocks? There's lots yeah. of people that are doing like entire orchestral suites on blocks in in Minecraft just because it's Minecraft. Seriously, guys, you have too much time. Yes, too much hands, time. Yes. Too too far. Too on, much uh, time. On Little Big Planet, the, there was some yeah. mechanisms where you could uh, make like you could put co- like cover songs and stuff on it, yeah. where like you push a little trolley along and it'll play notes. That was quite cool. I, exactly the same. Yeah, uh, Mario did it a while back with the the note blocks. Uh, the one thing that really struck me with Little Big Planet was the um, you could use the mechanisms and the pulleys and everything. There was a guy who actually invented a full skill working calculator, <laughs> like a full mechanical mm. clockwork working calculator, just with the pulley systems in uh, in Little Big Planet. Lad, unbelievable. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, back on topic. True, lad. Yes. Next time. Yes. Um, yeah. Will there ever be a time? When Western cartoons start using music as more than just background themes, are uh, you know songs about love and boyfriends and rainbows and pumpkins and stuff like that? <coughs> Probably not, because most of the cartoons that are coming out from like America and all that sort of thing, they're aimed at kids, and kids aren't really—they've not grown into music yet. So I don't think they'd get where it's coming from. Yeah, but there's a lot of cartoons that are aimed at teenagers, as in the kind of teenagers who would attend. Your nights. Yeah, my, my well, yeah, you've you've got like all the cartoon cartoon ones, which they're supposed to be for adults, but teenagers watch them on purpose. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's like you know, Aquatine Hunger Force and all that. Well, we haven't even touched on the main ones: The Simpsons, Family Guy, South Park. Simpsons has musical episodes. Family Guy is basically Family a guys. musical, anyway. Yes. You know, family uh, guys got like at least one dedicated episode per season of just like Stewie and Brian just. Riffing the way around the world, and don't forget, <laughs> Peter. Uh, I mean, uh, there's loads of songs that Peter gets involved with. Shep poopy, shep poopy, shep poopy. What a guy! Yes, um, but yeah, there there is scope for it because these shows are popular. You know, Family Guy, yeah. South Park, The Simpsons—they are stupidly popular. 
and they can play around with their format so much and they can throw in music. I mean, even if you look at TV for a second, we had, uh, there was Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog, which oh, was on was YouTube. Uh, Scrubs does at least one different song every episode, but then... Yeah, but Scrubs is just that whole man musical central. episode was awful. That loved it, me. But they did a song about poo. <laughs> Can't get much I'm, better than I'm that. sold. I'm sold, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All I'm, all I'm saying is there's scope for it already there. We, and it seems like the idea of doing musical shows or shows about music is not as much of an anathema to people as it is with movies. Saying that, there is uh, Metalopolis or something like that. Yeah, Metalopolis. Yeah, Metalocalypse. It's like Apocalypse, but it's metal. And it's basically a death metal band that just do standard death metal stuff, but it's a cartoon. Okay. It's very, very, very... You should watch it, Rob. You would like it. It is really funny. (laughs) Pretty much. As long as... uh, Hang on. Metalocalypse. Metalocalypse, yeah. It's a difficult one to say. I think it's supposed to be. I I think I'll have to check this out. Oh, it's class. I keep uh, for some reason I was start, I started thinking Detroit uh, uh, Detroit Metal City, but I know it's not that. <laughs> mm. Well, yes. I'm, I, I, I'm trying to think. Swedish guys, in it. So Swedish guys, vetu jag kan prata lite svenska. I'm covered in do. Qua? Qua? Okay. We we arrange in our intellect, uh, our you know yes. in- international languages here. All right, okay. Yeah. Uh, pick the geek then. Your favorite musically themed Western animation, and by musically themed, it can be a Disney movie with all the songs. Does Tom and Jerry count? Actually, the ones where they didn't actually have any speech do count. There's very little speech. There's just uh, the the mama or whatever she's called. Thomas. <laughs> Which is brilliant. You only get to see her face once, and it's like horribly, horribly distorted racist image. It's just like. <laughs> well, I heard it's supposed to be the maid. That's what She's I supposed to be the maid. <laughs> well, no, no, gen- generally, no, no, it's no. like this big thing about it. It's, it's not supposed to be the owner of the house. It's well, supposed the, to be the cleaning lady. We uh, the, the there was a big uproar because it was supposed to be very progressionist because she was uh, at that point uh, a single black woman owning a. Uh, you know, a, a big, nice house. Well, she could be the maid, obviously, but uh, I, I, we, we've can't, we have had discussions about that before. You know, seeing where that fits and you know what she is. There was there was a there was a couple of other ones. Yeah. Anyway, so yes, music. <laughs> yeah. Yes, <laughs> music. Yeah. Your favorite musically themed cartoon. Anybody, Becca? Be- uh, thinking faces on my Becca. Personally, well, that you can y- yes. <laughs> Magic Eight Ball big says... Big money, big prizes. Big thank, money, big prizes. Thank, thank you, Magic Eight Ball. Thank you. More money, more hoes. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's another Ofcom there. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say about that Ofcom document that got thrown at us. Well, we... Oh, what, what did we do? We did... It was on um, about the garden implement. We did, we, we did female... <laughs> yeah. we, we were going to have a T-shirt printed up that said uh, female dogs and farming implements. <laughs> which, <laughs> which was really Why good. Not? <laughs> Copyright. Along with our hashtag, hashtag. Hashtag, hashtag, because I'm always hashtagging because, you know, it's the best way of people showing us. So we've yes. got a hashtag, hashtag. Okay. Um, any ideas? Anybody? Uh, Maybe that kind of highlights how little there is in, yeah, I think in Western just, animation. People don't notice that it is that. People don't notice that it's as musically oriented. Like, they see it, but they don't really think about it as being that way. That's what I reckon. It has to be I the Simpsons. 
That's why it's so difficult for people to think about it because they don't notice it as it. Yeah. Yeah, mm. I'd say Simpsons are family guy. Well, yeah, Sim- Simpsons has to really be it because they have been doing it for 30 years now. I can't, I can't think know? of any Simpsons musical stuff, though. On the top Who of my needs the Quickie Mart? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who needs the Quickie <laughs> Mart? Right, and it Pope. would be the Asian guy singing that. <laughs> <laughs> what about... um like me, Dad. Your dad looks like my brother. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. You all look the same to me. No! No! Bail out! Bail out! I hate the cotton of my Armani suit. We've, we've <laughs> this parachute is a knapsack. <laughs> we've done this before. Bail out. Yes. We, we quite often, you know, the, the most racist person in the room is Rob. Uh, it's usually me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Harry's the most homophobic, and uh, um, yeah. Rob's the the most racist. And and I, I'm 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 the I'm the twenty four twenty five year old heterosexual white guy. It's 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 pretty boring. I'm the minority here. It's the worst thing. <laughs> He's the only normal person in the room. I'm not that not, well. The, the, I've been tested, so. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's move on quickly before that. Um, I don't even know where I am. Who are you? You just give me a new idea for a t-shirt tested for normality. (laughs) It's all right. I've been tested. Yes. Good day. I'm Graham Stark. And I'm Kathleen DeVere. We're from internet comedy powerhouse Loading Ready Run. And if you are listening to the radio expecting to hear about butts, you are listening to the wrong show. This is The Geek Show, which is much cooler but has far fewer behinds. You're looking for The Butt Show. It's on the other side. We also double up as the butt show when the butt show's off air. Yes. So welcome to the butt show and the gig show. Uh, this week should yeah. really just be hashtag professionalism. Hashtag yes. professionalism. <laughs> Seriously, they they that's weren't expecting this. They, oh, that's just your face normally. Never mind. I'm sorry. I was born this way. Yeah. <laughs> I was born this way. No, Harry. No, no, we're not playing. No. We're not playing more games. <laughs> it was an interesting one though because I mentioned this to Rob outside. Uh, we're coming back into anime and manga, but. Um, touching on the whole Western animation bit, I mentioned to Rob outside if they ever chose a pop artist or someone like that to make a cartoon out of, to use as a cartoon character, Lady Gaga would be the obvious choice. Oh, yeah. she's a teapot. What? Oh, she's a how, did, how did we get on to Lady Gaga? I'm born this way. way. Did you not pick How up on my wonderful... On Lady Gaga? We're always on Lady Gaga. We this just like segued into a segue from a segue. Was on Lady Gaga. Yes, this, 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 show, speciality. this show is actually called Lady Gaga on loop. So, uh, yes. yeah. Anyway, uh, anime and manga. How does the East differ in its approach to music? How does Eastern animation differ? Well, for a start, um, Eastern animation and manga, especially manga, actually, um, more uses music as a plot theme, but tries to sort of convey the emotions that's brought on by the music. It's more about uh, what happens to the characters emotionally involved yeah. in music, uh, rather than the music itself, if, if that makes You're sense. You're talking about manga like Beck. Yeah, manga like Beck or uh, No Dame Cantabile or La One that you'll actually like, then, is uh, one called Solanin. Okay. Um, it's about uh, a young girl who, uh, she's basically a college student, but she wants to make a living as a musician. Um, uh-huh. It's about all the changes in the relationships and her friendships and the changes in the relationship with her boyfriend because of the decision that she makes to pursue a, pursue a career as a musician. Yeah. Um, things like that. This is what I was talking about when I was talking about using music as part of the plot, uh, you know, part of the actual story and driving things forward using that. It's 
something that we don't really seem to do in the West. We don't, I mean, we don't really see games or animations about characters who've made a conscious decision to do something and then follow yeah. through on it. Except for slaughter thousands of people. Yes. And it's always kill something with a big sword. Mmm, genocide. Let's yes. film that. Sorry, I just had a sudden vision of just, what? Slaughtering thousands of people with music? How? What, what comic were you reading? Phil? Brutal Legend. <laughs> oh, gosh, that game. What was oh, that what? movie we saw before? It, there was a guy, um, and he was playing like some form of instrument. I don't know what it Kung was. Kung Fu Hustle. Guitar. Kung Fu Hustle. Yes. Um, yes. And his sound waves just cutting through people. Yes. That's so cool. cut in half. Yeah. Death by music. Literally, I have been I have been to gigs where the sound system's been that bad. It's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've I've been I've been to a gig before. And I'm going to leave it nameless. Where they imported a absolutely god massive sound system, like far too big for the venue. And I mean <laughs> I mean like eight times too big. And then they put it in the tiniest room directly across from the wall. So there's a flat wall, and then the other side was a sound system, and there was about a row of four people. Oh, you know, God. Between. Oh, God. And, and, and basically, the thing is, if you know anything about audio acoustic physics, sound bounces, 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 and it was just horrible bass trap. They turned on the sound system, the band came on, and it just went... And it was so unbelievably painful. I had to walk out. I've never walked out of a gig because it's loud in my life. This one just turned into some sort of pressure chamber. Yes. It was unbelievable. It was really cool, though. <laughs> I can still hear it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back on topic. Um, Flashbang. <laughs> what do you guys think of shows like Beck, Nodama Cantabile, La Cordadora, things like that? Now, I know Phil is just looking at me going, so these what? are just words. I have no idea what you're saying, but I don't know. Have you, do you guys boo elsewhere? any anime? Have you seen any anime? I used to watch <laughs> a bit. Do you know like, what the word means? Lucky Star doesn't do count. I used to watch like a bit of Naruto. A bit no of hentai. No, no Naruto. <laughs> Never hey. Naruto. I got asked to review Naruto once, <laughs> and I decided to sum it up in one sentence, which was, uh, sorry, in two sentences, which was, ninjas, stealth, you know, uh, darkness, uh, stealth, shadows, assassins. Naruto. Guy in an orange jumpsuit running around the forest shouting Databayo. Databayo! That is is the gist of it, yeah. 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 How is that a ninja? Japan, isn't it? Japan, Japan make everything weird. Mm, Not everything. Well, the problem is the the amount of stuff we see over here in, in the West is... Is the extreme stuff. It is. Yeah. It is both it's ends the of the tip scale. Of the ice, it's the tip of the iceberg. We got. We get some of the good stuff, but we also get a lot of the path. rubbish stuff. Yeah. Panty and stocking. Oh God, don't remind oh, me. Oh, let, let's not bring up panty and stocking here. Panty and stocking. No. With garter belt. Oh, panty. There's so many yeah, people going. Hilarious. Yes, it's a masterpiece. I'm going. No, it's. It's awful. I, panty I, I and stocking I, is is. Uh, I've had I more enjoyable jam- times sitting on the toilet. Pan- well, <laughs> haven't we all? But we don't want to bring that up in public. Thank you. Um, so, all right. We, we've got lots of ones about, you know, kids learning, uh, yeah. piano. Well, Beck, oh, Beck Mon- Mongolian Chop Squad. Beck um, actually yes. moved me when I watched it. It was amazing. Um, oh, away it- from the screen. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry, carry on. I, I just physically, physically disappeared from the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where so am I? Um, no, because it was about a 
a guy who learns to play the guitar and then gets in with a band. Um, and it's about the band starting up and them taking off and all the rigmarole of um, friendships and hardships that went on with it. And it, it was just yeah. so, uh, so realistic. And the emotions in it conveyed were just so, so well portrayed. Um, yeah. that you really got involved in. I just watched episode after episode just hoping that, you know, eventually make it. Yeah, well, um, I, I, I've never seen any of these. I've never seen any of the animes. I've kind of gone, oh, look, that guy's doing music. Oh, this looks appalling. It's a school. It's another thing set in a in school. Oh, but I'm a Japanese schoolgirl. Yeah, well, I grew out of that at age 14. Shut up. Put some clothes on. You know, it's one of these things. It's one of these things. Just, you know, I, if I want to watch something Japanese, I want to watch something crazy. I want to watch something amazing. I want to watch Satoshi Kon. I want to watch uh, Tokyo Godfathers. I want to watch something really cool. Um, one thing Nodame. that... Nodami? Nodami. Nodami. That's all I'm going it's, to say. It's crazy to the, to the extreme. It's so it, funny. It's Welcome brilliantly so funny. crazy. Well, all right. Well, like, I, I like things like uh, Satoshi Kon or... Uh, welcome to NHK. Nodame uh, gives new meaning oh, to the term otaku yeah. power. Yeah. She learns French from a cartoon. Oh. Yeah, well, that's the way it happens. <laughs> but uh, Nodam- Nodami is genuinely funny. Um, yeah. There's a really talented guy who plays the piano, um, and because he's a complete... He's a complete stuck-up douche. Yes. That he, gets, he gets demoted, basically, to, to retard class with Nodame. Yes. Let's go. Who just happens to live next door to him and yep. is a complete monster when it comes to hygiene. She has no sense of hygiene, but she's basically a prodigy. She's she, Yeah, know. and it annoys the life out of this really talented guy that she yeah. can play so well but doesn't practice hard enough and just seems to be sort yeah. of wasting her talent. Yeah. Um, and she doesn't want to be like a concert pianist or anything like that. She just wants to be an elementary school teacher. Um, and it's basically how the two of them kind of fall into a relationship uh, because she starts oh. stalking him. And she starts cleaning her. And he's, he basically, because he's, he's got a compulsive obsessive when it comes to cleanliness, he starts cleaning her apartment. Mm. But it, it's just genuinely funny because he sort of goes about his day-to-day life just normally, you know, being his usual stuck-up self, and then Adame turns up and he just degrades into um, just complete mm. lunacy. Yeah, it, it, it gets... Weird, very quickly. But the classical music, that was the key thing about it, because it did come out as a manga. Nodame, did, yeah. Nodame Cantabile is one of the few anime that was adapted directly from the manga, and the person who wrote the manga is actually a music teacher herself. Yes. You know, so she does understand music. She, she plays the piano. Uh, to be honest, I'm, I'm going to throw my hat in right now. It sounds horribly boring. What can you do... How how is that interesting? Tell me, please. I'm actually you, asking. How? You actually have to sit there and watch it. Um, see, this is the thing. You, I know you like cl- certain bits of classical music. Yeah. Well, okay, I'm, I am a I am a music lover. I, I exactly. like music. Um, this isn't Except so much just a story about these two characters. It's basically about how classical music affects their life. Mm. How they how they can choose to make a living from it. I mean, the story is all about how they adapt to not just to life with each other but also to life living with music as a conscious thing. Yeah. Um, it's how Nadame finally learns how to actually sit down in front of a piano and read music, stuff like that. Yeah. But there's a comedy element to it which brings it all together. As a manga, <laughs> it didn't quite work. When you actually sit and hear the classical music in the anime, though, yeah. that's what brings it to life. 
It's one of the rare occasions where the animation is better than the source material. You know, however much I would like to slate it here, however much I would, it's one of these things that I guess, yes, you do have to watch it before mm. slating it. No matter how horrendously boring it sounds, I bet it will be a lot better than I'm, I'm kind of picturing. Yeah, um, I might not be explaining it well. If it was something like Detroit Metal City, I would just be bored. <laughs> Hi, I'm Phil Cohen. I'm a level designer at Valve, and I love listening to The Geek Show. Yeah... So yeah, yes. that, that, that was actually Phil Coe from uh, Valve. Uh, we recorded that last year, last year's Animex. As of this week, as of, well, next week even, sorry. Yes. It's Animex 2012, which is going to be absolutely amazing. We will be doing a live geek show from, uh, well, from Animex, um, one of the gamer lounges. On the Thursday night, we'll be in the, the soundproof room at the back doing uh, a live geek show from there. So if you, if you want to kind of poke your head around and come watch, you know, how much we'd swear and throw at each other through hand gestures, yes. um, come come say hi. We're going to be having a, a little live set with uh, Harley Likes Music, who's going to be playing at Ape Ice Cream, National Geek Club Nights. Uh, the guy who runs that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. How's that for promoting? You like that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the promoters are cringing. All right. Yes. <laughs> uh, directed by Richard Barker. Oh, I know that guy. Hey, guy. Moving on. <laughs> announcements. Uh, I believe you guys have a couple of announcements for us. Yeah. Per you. Um, mm. Upcoming shows we've got. We've got uh, on the 20th of February. 20, yeah, 20th of February. We've got uh, Heart in Hand coming back for another amazing show. They've always got really good live shows, stage dives, all that bizzle. Um, I do love a bit of bizzle, yep. Supported yeah. by uh, Den Divine. Amazing Canadian band. Yeah. Uh, I'm not even rated enough over here, so you've just got to see them, really. Got to have a listen to them. Check them out before, and you'll miss it if you don't. Um, then we've got a bit of Demoza. Yeah, Demoralizer. Demoralizer um, coming back to us to tear that place apart. And, cool. Very loud, um, very angry. Literally tear it apart? Uh, quite like possibly. Godzilla? We've got Horizons coming back, and we've got uh, Foundations playing their uh, the new set. Um, mm. That's going to be the last All Ages gig at Liberties, we believe. It'll be the last wow. one we do, so that's going to be an amazing show. We want to give it a good send-off. Mm. Um, as well as that, we've got some new shows to announce. We've got uh, on March the 23rd, hopefully our new venue, we'll be getting uh, Rumor Mill on, which is uh, Your Demise's ex-vocalist's new band. Cool. So that's something that's to be... That's awesome. That's There's been a be lot of hype about what he's going to do. Hype. Um, and he's came out with this thing. It's like really old school hardcore punk. Everyone's been waiting for him to get something sorted. So and now he has, so we're we'll going to get him a borough straight away in March. Uh, yeah. Support man's to be confirmed. Mm. Uh, we'll let you know on, on Facebook. Where can we get you guys on Facebook? What do we look for? Uh, NTC Promotions and Events. NTC Promotions and Events on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, ch- check out hashtag The Geek Show. Uh, we'll be hashtagging that. Yes, I need, I need one more announcement. Go for it. <laughs> uh, it's it's the big one we've got uh, in April oh. on the seventh. We're bashing out an all day. Um, we've got your local bands. We've got Requiem coming down. We've got Foundations. <laughs> yes. Not in Portland. Sky Fight. Sales and Saints. Um, Christ Punch. <laughs> that, that, oh, that, awesome. This, this is a bit of a weird one. It's they're not this, actually called that, but uh, you, the you, last time they played the venue, it was a bit of a kerfuffle. Uh, yeah, so we've got we've got to put them under a bit of an alias. Uh, oh well, no, they no one will no one will know now. There will be clues yeah. on radio as to who they are there, on FM radio. Um, then we've got Heavy Lizer Crown coming down for the first borough show for us in ages, and then Hey Alaska. 
and headline the entire thing, we have got Flood of Red coming down. Have you so, heard earlier? Oh, yeah. 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 That's, that's not one to miss, that. That's going to be an amazing show. We'll put the deals up on Facebook soon for everyone. And that's it coincides with my 21st birthday, so bring cake. Oh, do it. Cake's bring good. Cake. Yes. Bring cake. Cake. Um, just a quick thing for Jacob Afro Guy. If you're on about the anime that was that that we were just playing, it's called Nodame Cantabile. N O D A M E, and then the word Cantabile after it. Uh, we'll put it up in the the Geek Show chat box and hashtag the Geek Show. Yes. And yeah, we'll be following you up. So, uh, what's next for you guys? What's the next gig? Where are you going? Uh, as big as we can go. Big as you can go. We okay. get bands that are like huge. We're just gonna put them on. Announcements? Anybody? What have we got? Becca, what are you up to this week? Work. Yep, I'm a working. You're I'm, a working. I've got some deadlines that I'm a working for. We've got uh, SFX Weekend, a run by the Sci Fi Channel yeah. uh, with the Red Dwarf lot and everyone like that. We have got uh, Animex next week, which is uh, University of Teesside's International uh, Animation and Game Design Festival, which is absolutely amazing. We had uh, Eric Goldberg from Disney. We've got all the guys from Valve, Pixar, DreamWorks, all of those guys. They're all going to be in Teesside. Uh, they were last year. We've got a lot more coming this year. Uh, also, during the middle of that, in association with uh, Animex International, game blah, 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 we have 8-Bit Ice Cream Geek Club Nights. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash 8-Bit Ice Cream. If, you like, if you're a geek and you like to rock out, it's awesome. We've got Harley Likes Music coming up, who's going to be playing some amazing, amazing dubstep on his Nintendo DS, which he's creating live. Um, it's something crazy and something weird to see. Um, and then, obviously, myself banging out some geek anthems. Uh, there's some all sorts of awesome gigs coming up. What else have we got? We've got uh, we've got Platform Expo in Hull. We've got KitCon coming up, uh, which is going to be uh, the parties on the night, about Ice Cream versus Bristol Cosplay Club night. And we, we're going to be meeting GLaDOS from Portal. We've got uh, another Portal. live geek show coming up at Kitter, I believe. We've got yes. a live geek show at Kitter. We've got a live geek show at Animex. We've got all sorts of stuff. Cool. Right, it's been a pleasure speaking to you. Uh, uh, I think we're going to have to say bye from myself, Phil. From me, Becca. From me, Rob. And you guys? Yep. <laughs> yep. Yes. See yeah. 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 See you in the next show. Bring yeah. out. Yeah, stage brother. dives. More stage dives. Yeah, stage dives. Yeah, stage dives. <laughs> Get your two-step on. Stage derp. <laughs> all right, we'll Your see name you. is not Juliet. <laughs> we, will say, we will see you guys. We'll see all you guys next week. Every Monday this Monday, 6 to 8 on 104.5 CVFM. Hit us up on hashtag thegeekshow and thegeekshow.co.uk throughout the week for videos, prizes, giveaways, and more of this. For over 28 years, Aflac has been a champion, donating over $168 million to fight pediatric cancer and blood disorders, including sickle cell disease. This December, Aflac proudly joins 97.1 Wash FM and Children's National Hospital for the annual Wash for Kids Radiothon. Mark your calendars for December 14th and 15th for a heartwarming 14-hour live broadcast where you can join Aflac in their efforts to support the miracle work happening at Children's National. Save the date, tune in, and be a part of something extraordinary with Aflac.